0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday. It is April 26th, and uh, my love to you, my blessings. I uh, hope this finds you very well. Uh, We are going to um, skip a few chapters in John, and we're moving to chapter 10. So, of course, we spent the last, what, six, seven days in John chapter 6, the great Eucharistic theology of John. Marvelous chapter. So we're going to go ahead and move to John chapter 10 today. We heard John chapter 10 yesterday in uh, in the gospel on our uh, on fourth Sunday of of Easter. In fact, we hear out of John chapter 10 every fourth Sunday of Easter because we call that Good Shepherd Sunday. And we are going to, of course, see why because uh, John chapter 10 is filled with that imagery of Jesus being the Good Shepherd. I'm sure we're going to. Read out of John 10 uh, for the next few days, at, at a minimum, probably a handful of days, maybe this whole week. Uh, yesterday's gospel, we will hear tomorrow. So today we're going to smack in, in uh, what well, we'll do, what, what precedes it. So anyway, that's a long way to enter into this. We're going to go John 10, 1 to 10 today. Uh, John 10, 1 to 10. So let's break open God's word instead of me just sitting here rambling. Shall we do that? Let's do that. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life. And have it more abundantly. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Gosh, there's so much there. And, and so much, you know, imagery that he uses. And, and, you know, uses different imagery. That he's the shepherd and he's the gate. And, and you know, uh, it, it's all this, these things that he's, he's all over. Let, let's start at the end if I can do that. Whoever enters through me, so he's talking about I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, last week, I think it was the middle of the week, had to be about Wednesday-ish. Uh, we had that marvelous reading from John 6 uh, in the 30s. I want to say 37 to 40, uh, where Jesus talks about the will of God. And, uh, and I talk about that, too, that, you know, the will of God is life. Uh, I won't reject anyone of, of what, he, what he brings to me, um, but that uh, the will of God is that they may be raised on the last day. Um, in fact I just had a funeral yesterday and and talked about that the will of God is life the hope for God is life and John 10.10 10, I came that so that they might have life and have it more abundantly and I like not only John 10.10 10 there which is so beautiful but he contrasts that with you know anything else that we listen to a thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy uh, and so we, we've we got, in a sense, this fork in the road that who we listen to, will we listen to this person over here or this ideology over here or this, this uh, way of being, this attitude over here that divides, that hurts, that harms, that steals, slaughters, destroys, whatever. You know, again, a tree is known by its fruit, right? Will we listen to that? And, and when we see the outcome of that, is that spirit led or will we look over here and, and, and go to this side of the fork where it says that I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, in Galatians 5, uh, Paul writes that marvelous um, uh, treatise to what life in the spirit looks like, right? He talks about the fruit of, of before he talks about the fruit of, of um, sin, looks like. But then he talks about in four, or excuse me, uh, Galatians five twenty two. 22, I want to say, the, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You know, and it keeps going on. There's nine of them. Um, but but that's it. I mean, it's it's a life. It's life filled with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. That's that's what this fork looks like over here. Now, those don't come easily, brothers and sisters. If we're going to Uh, be part of that. I mean, we have to give up all these other, you know, things that, that we may want, that we may want to control, that we may want to have in our life, that we may think serve us, uh, but don't bring us that ultimate love and joy and peace and patience. Instead, we may have chosen this other fork, that things we may think that, that glitter and, and that sound good to us, but that lead us into a quagmire that that actually steal and harm and destroy, uh, and divide and and hurt. And and so we have to be very, we have to be women and men of discernment, brothers and sisters, when we come to those forks in the forks in the road, and we have to make a decision. We have to look beyond the surface that that invites us and says, okay. What? Where does true life come from? Where, where is God found in this, and not just in what tantalizes my senses? What may uh, give me what I think is joy, although joy is deeper. What may give me happiness? I'll I'll use that word. What may give me a smile today, but may not tomorrow? Joy is far deeper, right? Where? What? Which of those forks is going to give me the sense that? I chose the right and the good and the beautiful, even if it seemed the harder uh, way to go. I came so that they may have life and have it abundantly, which, again, I think leads me to this question. And and then I've got one other thing, and certainly it's a big one that I don't want to talk about, but ending this first part with this. And this is not a rhetorical question. This is, is maybe homework that I'm giving for you and for me today. If you look back on your life, where have been in your life those moments, those seasons where your life, it felt like you uh, were living abundantly, that that life was so prevalent and it was present and and you were living richly and deeply and, and joyfully. Maybe it was for a moment in time a day or, or a week. Maybe it was a season. Maybe it was a year. Oh, when I was 25 or when I was whatever, it's really that first year of marriage or or when we had children or, or that new, whatever it was. When in your life have you had a season of living abundantly and richly? And two sub-questions then with that. What was going on there? That, that abundance was prevalent. And, and question two, What is keeping us from that today? What are we not doing today? What is keeping us from that rich, abundant life today? What fears are going on? What, what, where do we feel imprisoned that we can't get there? Uh, what is What is going on with my life? What anxieties am I carrying? What, 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 what's happening in my life, what fears, what, what obligations, whatever, that is keeping me from living that freedom, uh, in the best sense of that word, by the way, uh, that, that abundant life that I experienced in this season of my life. Because I was clearly making choices then where I opened up to God's spirit and, and was present to it then. How can I do that now, to open up, to live that rich life? Again, doesn't mean pain-free life. That's that's not what God's promising. Don't don't be fooled or masked by that. That that's not life. You know, he's, God is far too much of a, a pragmatic uh, being, if I can use that word, uh, to 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 promise us a life that is pain-free. But but that doesn't mean it's not rich. And full and beautiful and filled with meaning and purpose and life. When was that? And what choices were we making there then that perhaps we can start making now again? Or or different ones now because life is different, but that can bring us to that season of abundance. Second question, we talk about listening to God all during this, you know, um, this uh, gospel and, and, and time and again, he's like, you know, my sheep hear my voice. So there is a, um, again, a story. I don't know if it's apocryphal or real. I believe it. it's to be real, but I don't know that to be true. I read about it today. So there was a tourist, uh, who was over in, um, in the Middle East and, uh, reflected on this scripture verse and, and went to a shepherd, you know, I guess they're just hanging out over there in the Middle East. Why wouldn't they be? And said, here, listen, here's the deal. This is what Jesus said, that my sheep hear my voice. They won't follow a stranger. Uh, They recognize me. He says, I'm not buying that. Is that true? He said, let me dress up in your garb. And, uh, and go into the sheep and let me then invite them to follow me and see if this works. So he shepherd agrees. He, he, he dresses up in the whole outfit the same, um, goes in there, finds out the word. What's the word that, that you lead, use to lead them? He says that word. It was in Arabic. I don't remember what that word is at this point. And the sheep don't move. In fact, they move away. And, and he is really impressed by that. And he goes back to the shepherd, gives him his garb again. he says... That that really seemed real. do the sheep follow any uh, anyone else ever? That that that's that that was a stunning um, uh, thing that I learned here. And the shepherd said, uh, if the sheep get very very sick, uh, there are moments that they will follow another, but uh, but not uh, unless they are. Uh, if they are healthy, they know who to follow. Boy, isn't that something? If the sheep are sick, very sick, they may follow another voice. But if they are healthy, they will follow mine because they know me. Brothers and sisters, our God invites us to listen to his voice. He says it time and again here. How do we hear his voice? How do we make sure we're being healthy we're being healthy? and not sick. You know, there are addictions that come to us in every manner of being. I mean, it's not just we may think of the big ones as alcohol or drug or, or pornography or gambling or whatever they are. And those are real. Those are incredibly real, and they can, they can and have ruined lives. But addictions don't have to be something as, as uh, nefarious on the outside uh, as those. They can look far better. Um, You know, addictions to, uh, gosh, um, wanting to be liked, addictions to uh, needing to be needed, addictions to um, sugar, chocolate, addictions to coffee, addictions to um, looking good, addictions to Having a whole lot of people follow me on Twitter or Facebook or friends or whatever it is. What's going on there, you know, that, that I need that? How, how many podcasters or followers do I need here for this? And then I'm okay. That's, that's being unhealthy and we, we begin to follow other things, right? All these things are su- try to substitute for the life that is only of God. And, and the voice that really is only the one that, that fills us. So my question here, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it here, is this, is how do we listen to God's voice? How do you? I could tell you how I do, but I'm not sure that that may be helpful for you because you're not me. How do you listen to God's voice? Let me say this. I've talked that I use centering prayer. Um, and, and you know, again, I, I don't feel the need to go in there. And, and and maybe I'll do it tomorrow. If he talks more about listening, maybe that's what I'll do tomorrow. But But I think what I'll say is, what habits are you putting in place to try to calm the distractions that are going on in life? Because if we're going to hear the voice, we have to... Put the distractions away, at least for a moment. Life is going to distract us. That's that's the way it is. But but are you able to set aside five or 10 minutes, 15 minutes of quiet? Can you create a habit of that uh, where the distractions are away and you simply listen? It's okay to talk to God in the midst of that too. But as long as you don't talk more than you listen, where you just sit and allow God to speak to you in whatever way you hear. If you haven't done that, maybe today's a good day to try. Start small. Don't start with 15 minutes. Start with three. Put an egg timer on. Start with five. And just allow God and you to be together. He talks about it a lot. We're going to follow the one we listen to. So what and who are we listening to today? Worth asking ourselves that question. All right, my friends, let's pray. Let's, uh, that's a good way always. I, I mean, sometimes when we pray, it's our words and not necessarily God. So we're not listening, but it's a good way to engage. It's a good way to begin. So let's pray and uh, bring our intentions before our blessed mother. Let's place them in our hands, trusting that our God desires to answer our prayers. And so we begin, my friends, in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. The first sorrowful mystery, uh, the agony in the garden. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. God's peace to you. Thanks for being present today and breaking open God's word today. May the rest of your day be filled with every good blessing, and may you listen well. And may I, too, to the voice of God speaking to us today.